Hey guys, Rusty here, and thanks so much for listening to the Impact Dynamics Live podcast. Uh, this is the uh, video show that happens uh, daily at the moment uh, during this uh, challenging time that we're experiencing, uh, and uh, as such, a uh, few things don't translate across to audio so well, but I uh, hope you enjoy it. This is, uh, we're into the second cycle of Team Impact, so if you've got missions that you're doing or goals that you're setting, uh, please let us know and uh, enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Rusty here. Welcome back to Impact Dynamics Live for uh, this uh, beautiful Wednesday night. Hey, uh, straight up the top of the show, very excited about tonight. We've got the bearded chap on the show and uh, been talking with him a little bit. And I know I, I spread the rumour out that he might be a shooter. Well, at this stage, he still might be. Um, so we will find that out a little bit later. So uh, hang around for that. Um, tonight is our Zoom Hangout. So at the end of the show or towards the end of the show, you'll get the numbers up on screen and they'll be in the chat of where you can join us on Zoom, uh, come in, hang out. Um, they are requiring passwords now on Zoom. So we'll, we'll get past that complication somehow. Anyway, hope to see you uh, in the chat after uh, after the show immediately. That would be great. Um, what else is going on? Stage one is sponsoring this episode, as you guys are probably uh, familiar with by now. Stage one, thanks to them, new uh, S1 Stealth hoodie that you can pre-order uh, online and save ten uh, percent off the pre-order price using the code ID Live Ten. That's uh, ID Live and the number ten on the end, and they look schmick. I'm looking forward to them. Uh, should be uh, in the end of May. That pre-order price actually wraps up this weekend. So if you are going to order, probably get your order in shortly. That would be wonderful. Um, Team Impact, I uh, hope you guys are doing what to be doing for uh, haven't haven't missed a day in May yet, which is uh, which is good for me. I'm nice to uh, nice to see a whole stack of crew uh, tagging me in posts, going for walks, doing their things, making videos, whatever it is that you are. So keep us posted on what you're doing with Impact uh, Team Impact at the moment. Uh, this is the last week of the show in this format. I, sh- I sh- need to stress that um, this daily format where we do it uh, every day and have a guest on each night. Um, is is going to wrap up because uh, we, we've got we've got PRS matches to organise and other things to do. So we need to get on to that. But we're not forgetting that how how much we appreciate you guys being involved with this. So we're going to do some changes, and no doubt we will be back with something. Uh, just deciding on what that actually is at this stage. So yeah, Shell Drake points out. Oh, g'day to everyone in the chat. Scott, Ian, Paul, Lana, um, Conservative, uh, Warwick, and uh, Chris Hooper is in the chat, which I'm sure Luke is uh, very excited to hear. No doubt there'll be some heckling through. Uh, Brad, uh, Shell Drake, Jimmy, Dan uh, is all here, which is awesome. Chris Hooper's just getting fat. Well, whatever. As long as you getting something mate that's all, that's all that matters um Sheldrake points out it's the last uh, hangout tonight for uh, for the Wednesday night hangout so that is uh, that is true so we will uh, we will uh, chat and see what was going on and uh, I, we haven't planned anything big for it so just you know the the usual sort of banter uh, anyway on the last week of this show uh, Steve Hurt is on tomorrow night talking about intermediate ballistics and the, the guy has poured some work into this already so I really hope you can hang around tomorrow but that intermediate ballistics is like this this brief little moment that the projectile leaves the barrel and you may not give it much credence because it just flies out of there like like crazy um but there's a lot going on at that point and and a man like steve knows what uh, what's happening there and is going to 
delve into it for us. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And of course, answering the general reloading questions and talking out of edge projectiles. So that will be excellent. Uh, Friday night, we're catching up with Tiff Jew. If you don't know, Tiff is like Mr. Precision Rifle in the UK. He runs all the stuff over there, the big matches and, and all sorts of gear. So he is uh, going to be uh, first time as a guest on, on any of our shows. Uh, Tiff is joining us and I uh, look forward to actually uh, spending some time getting to know what's happening in the UK. Because once we can travel again, I've got family over there and I might head over there and uh, go for a shoot sometime. So that's what's coming up. Uh, by the way, if you have missed any episodes and uh, you can't sit in front of YouTube for an hour at a time, um, all of these episodes are also on a podcast stream. So you can type into uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast setup you use, type in Impact Dynamics Live and you should be able to find it there. And uh, all 43 and soon to be 44 episodes are sitting there uh, as well as all the ones to come. Excellent. Guys, I think we, uh, we've got through all the things that we need to tonight. So uh, now it's my pleasure. Oh, Sarah is here. Hello, Sarah. You haven't missed anything, just me talking uh, junk, really. Um, so all the good stuff is still to come. Uh, anyway, uh, so tonight joining me is, uh, is Luke. And Luke is the founder and um, I, I guess the, maybe the bearded chap. We'll have to confirm or deny that a little bit later, but we'll find out. He does have a beard, which is you know, probably pretty, pretty promising when he runs a company called The Bearded Chap. But uh, Chris, uh, Chris, Chris is uh, how, we, how we know each other. Uh, but Luke is, uh, is uh, the owner, owner of the, uh, the Bearded Chap and has uh, had a fascinating story um, that I've been observing uh, on, the, on the outer and we look forward to finding out more about uh, what he's been able to do through this period of, uh, of COVID, how he's been able to pivot his business and uh, help the community and, and, and hopefully grow through that period, which uh, many people haven't been able to do. So amazing to hear that. And uh, let's uh, check him out. Luke, uh, are you there, mate? Hey, Rusty. I am. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problems, mate. Thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. No, I'm pumped. Excellent, mate. <laughs> Excellent. Your beer's ready? Beer's in hand? We do. <laughs> Where is it? This this beer, this beer needs beer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, I can definitely get around that. We uh, we had a uh, a little uh, group watch on um, on Saturday night with a few crew uh, watching the Beards final final show uh, when they put it up on ah, YouTube. Ah, that's right. Yeah, they do. Is, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was magic, and I managed to spot where I was. But anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, can you give us a, the quick thirty second rundown or so on on the Bearded Chap as a as a company and the quick little history to to, to where we are now? Not necessarily going into the details, but we'll get into them. Sure. Yeah, sure. So um, my name's Luke. So I was the founder of The Bearded Chap. We launched the company uh, seven and a half years ago. So at the time, we were the very first beard grooming product company in Australia mm-hmm. and about the 12th in the world. Um, and then pretty much fast track to today, uh, we've got uh, customers uh, or distribution all across Europe, uh, USA, all over Australia through barbershops. Um, mm-hmm. And customers in over 51 countries direct to consumer through our online. Um, and yeah, in the process of Bitter Chap Distilling Co., uh, which is a, a distillery that we're planning for the, the next part of our journey. Fantastic, mate. I, I do I do have questions about that because I did uh, uncover that as well in a little bit of a yeah, research. Awesome. So I look forward to that. But, but, um, but lo- long story short, we make men's grooming products yeah. um, that are 100% natural, that are all made in Australia mm-hmm. and uh, that pretty much make men looking for the best selves so they can go and crush the world and in a masculine way. So 
I love it. I love it. We'll get into some some of those things because your, your products are different to what I've seen in the in the beard grooming <laughs> world. I look forward to that. But um, we have rumored all, all week now. You and I know each other because we share share accountants, um, both Chris and yes. Marcus. And uh, Chris, good good accountant, good accountant. Chris, uh, Chris told me uh, we should speak to you and uh, and connected. And then in between that time, Marcus said, "Oh no, he he's a shooter as well." And I went. Well, Chris left that little nugget of gold out because I was happy to have you on the show, even if you weren't. Um, and <laughs> but you know, obviously, I sent you the message going, "Well, we're a shooting organisation. We'll see how we go." And uh, you came back, and yeah, we uh, we're probably having that confirmed now because I can see uh, both. Is it Larry and Barry behind you? Larry and Barry, Blesbok and uh, Springbok. Yeah, I didn't take I didn't take those, but uh, a good friend of mine did, and I'm babysitting. Because his uh, other half would not let him oh, keep it. Uh, oh well, I guess that works out in your favour then, Luke. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you, we we talked briefly before, but you uh, you have have been shooting for a, a fair chunk of your life, and, and it's starting in the US. Yeah. So my, both my grandfathers um, shot all their lives. Um, they came from nothing, and they used it as a form of tool to get food back in the day mm-hmm. um, when they were poor and on, on the land and then I didn't my my dad never shot um and so I I actually did college in the US I was an athlete over in um uh, in Georgia in Atlanta yep. just under there yep. and uh so I was 19 and it was pretty big culture shock and and shot in no pun intended but shot in at the universities over there and um pretty much the first exposure to that was opening a, uh, a bank account and getting a, a free shotgun which I had to <laughs> Uh, return. This was in two thousand and eight, two thousand nine. Yep. Uh, no, two thousand six, two thousand seven, and uh, I had to return that because we couldn't have guns on campus, which didn't really stop me in the in the long term. Um, but the yeah, essentially, gotten an understanding of the the Second Amendment and uh, their belief in firearms over there, and the, and then the hunting culture that came along with that, mm-hmm. uh, and the camaraderie with friends and mates and like if you have a son or a daughter and bring that through as well yep. um and then yeah it was in my blood after that so i actually lived down in adelaide for a bit oh, when right. i got back home from the us yeah. and that's where i um i started researching on the guns and then yeah when i come to queensland uh, and i'm an avid shooter now so um a member of ghaa uh, which is a, a hunting uh club up here okay and they're phenomenal and then yeah Got a few firearms in my in my safe. Oh, there we go, mate. Well, it's uh, it's good to have the rumours uh, confirmed. What what were you being an athlete in uh, in Georgia? What uh, I did that? track, cross country, and track. Right. So I was a runner. Right. But, yeah, a little bit heavier now than I was then. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that happens to the best of us, mate. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> All those guys who remain skinny. Nah, no, no point. No point. Don't see that. <laughs> nah, all good. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. And so you you still get out hunting from time to time now. I imagine you're pretty busy with what you're doing, but yeah, I actually I haven't been in a hunt in almost a year now, okay. uh, which is devastating. Um, uh, my last hunt, I had a uh, a goat hunt, and um, it was a property on northern New South Wales. We have access to mm-hmm. through GHAA, and um, yeah, it got a, a two trophy. Um, males and uh, yeah, got some good meat. Had some good curry goat out of it. It's just when you go hunting, you know, you, uh, you sit there and you have guys who play hunting games on the internet, 
and they're just sitting there. And I remember I downloaded a hunting game one day, and I went, "What the fuck am I doing? I could be out there actually learning a real skill." <laughs> I was laid down in the middle of the pack. There's probably a herd of about forty. Yep. 40 goats and um i couldn't get a clean shot on him and i just waited there and i like this magical like rainbow bird appeared and danced in front of me and just was in- incredible i'd never seen a bell out before and then it fluttered away and i was like i wouldn't like one experience so it, all those little things in hunting they all that all these little stories you get to take away mm. so yeah not wrong not wrong i was my first goat that i shot was uh rooting another goat and uh um <sighs> So I shot it in, in the prime of its life and uh, it fell down. So another one jumped on. So I, I got rid of that one as well. Um, I mean, what a, what a way, uh, to, way to go if you're going to go out. <laughs> mate, on, on that goat hunt, yeah. while we are butchering that goat, I heard some grunting, looked up, and there was a, a large male Eastern Grey we had tags for, for the yep. property yep. and got him mid-pump. <laughs> through the throat yep. instantly and she hopped away happy and he fell over so. yeah right so you're protecting her i get it yeah yeah good <laughs> good savior oh my god nice. hilarious fantastic mate so um you've been how, how long have you been in business for uh so beer the chap's been around for seven and a half years um yep. uh, that's since i launched that uh, my company there i had a few little businesses over the years I had a crack at. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, after that, I was in the alcohol industry, an executive level doing sales for companies like Burley Brewing Company and Surame Wines, which are a big Queensland independent um, company, you know, with your companies. Um, it, there's always a problem to solve. And when you're actually passionate about something, it's yeah. not really work. Like you have your highs and lows, but of course, yeah, yeah, it's better than Nine to five and a job to stare at a screen. Yeah, you enjoy and the people. I think, yeah, for me, the the people and many many watching this show, you know, you appreciate the connections you make with these guys and then uh, people you you get to meet because of opportunities. It's uh, it's it's yeah, an amazing big, experience. But it, you're bang on. It, it it it's hard work, as you would no, no doubt attest to. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, and then the, I guess the 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 thing that. Um, is significantly notice, notable or was pointed out to me by Chris was that the, the coronavirus scenario was creeping up and, uh, and, and coming in and, and you guys were able to make a, a, a big change um, very quickly. How did that yeah. come about and what did you end up doing? Yeah, cool. So like we're in men's grooming and hygiene products yep. um, and so uh, we had like the two weeks prior to the lockdown and the whole world imploding mm-hmm. um we had been like sales have been dropping off dramatically um yeah. and so obviously a little concerned um mm. my problem uh, my way of solving problems is to go hard on sales everyone likes to cut costs yeah i just go hard on sales so develop the strategy we're going to hit regional areas um in the barbershops there because a lot of our competitors don't pay attention to uh regional areas because yep. they're so far away um, but we really try to support all of our customers regardless of where they are with a lot of education so know about products. We've got so many customers who are rural-based as well, like in ISA, um, rural South Australia, um, uh, WA as well. It's it's phenomenal our customer base and, and the variation of where they are. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, essentially it was all coming down. Uh, we, we were having some headway there. And then um, uh, my – girlfriend she is a ed doctor Mm -hmm. and um i was talking to her and and she let me know that uh all her doctor friends are 
uh, at the hospitals and stuff were running out of hand sanitizer. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how was that even possible? And so uh, that was on a Friday night. And then um, we pretty much looked up formulas side by side because uh, I like to think huge and Sarah checks me into reality <laughs> and make sure I can actually, actually do it. And so I, um, we, we looked up and, and found the formulation um, through the WHO, the World Health Organization, mm-hmm. um, for the, the uh, approved formula in the world, um, regardless of where you are. Yep. Uh, that is known and being tested. And so that was it. Pretty much the next day, we went onto it with our graphic designer, designed the labels. Um, uh, we were just very lucky. Consistency is the key yeah. in everything, including shooting. Especially so, shooting, uh, yeah. Especially <laughs> shooting. Spot on. And so we, yeah. um, and so we uh, pretty much organized, oh, we had uh, almost 14,000 bottles that were sitting in our warehouse. And on a Friday night, I was trying to find bottles everywhere. And, like other companies um, who like through our printer, they'd already they're printing like half a million labels and had half a million um, liters of hand sanitizer, but no one had bottles and we had bottles, yeah, right. lids, and we had the formula for hand sanitizer. And we had the connections through our supply chain, yeah. um, but ethanol was short to, on supply. So mm-hmm. by Monday morning, we had everything, including our label design up to um, the TGA standard, which is um, – uh, the pretty much the FDA uh, guideline, so that no dodgy people can come into the market. Yep. And then I tried to secure some ethanol, uh, a couple hundred liters uh, wholesale. Everywhere was just like good luck, champion. Yeah. Yep. And so I drove from here with um, uh, my videographer. We actually got a video in-house videographer, and he was studying a documentary two days before, so he could, he's yeah. got this whole thing on film. I was going to ask you about that because uh, I heard about yeah. it. But anyway, we'll come back to that for sure. Yep. So you yeah. went for a drive, and, and so we drove out from here to Ipswich uh, mm-hmm. to Toowoomba, and went to petrol stations, paint shops, tool hardware shops, camping shops, and we bought every single bit of methylated spirits we could find, and we ended up getting four hundred liters uh, around <laughs> wow. about um, from that. And uh, the next day, uh, well, we, yeah, we're online selling and sales are ticking over. And then we got a call from the Queensland government um, asking uh, what, if we needed anything to be able to supply uh, the market mm-hmm. and if they could help us out, could we supply the hospitals? And um, we're like, yep, no worries. We need ethanol yep. and Bundaberg rum had kindly donated a hundred thousand liters to the government. Wow. Uh, the Queensland government, and uh, they went, how much do you need? So we got a couple of thousand litres um, on a truck and hooned down from Bundaberg to Brisbane. And then essentially I hired uh, seven uh, new team members uh, who either got their work cut or I knew in um, previous uh, companies I worked for or who were really good friends um, who'd been um, cut down in work hours, and we got to work, and we pretty much – um, online sales went through the roof and we were pretty much fulfilled between uh, 10 of us working 18 hour plus days. We walked all the way over Easter long weekend. Oh, We've yeah. poured, bottled or mixed, poured, capped, labeled, packed and sent a bit of 14,000 bottles. Wow. Um, and then whatever we had left that we hadn't already sold, mm. 
because uh, we were doing about 4,000 orders a day at the time. Um, online, we said to the government, we can't give away our customers' orders everybody bought. So we gave them the last 3,750 bottles. Mm-hmm. And then, then as soon as our new bottles arrived, we shipped the rest of their 10,000. So, wow. um, yeah, it, it's been a roller coaster, And that all happened in 19 days. Far <laughs> uh, <and>, out. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that was my, that was, a, we pretty much did six months worth of work in six weeks. Uh, oh, we, and during that period of time as well, we moved to a bigger warehouse <laughs> where we're in right now. Um, just and an just office. to add to it. Yeah, right. Uh, we, we did that in three days because yeah. our other warehouse, we were packed to the rafters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just been phenomenal. Like we were one of the few people who, to provide clinical grade. Um, uh, one of two, as we know, um, calling the Queensland Central Pharmacy that, that provide clinical grade, which is 85%, no, sorry, 80% ethanol VV, which is mm-hmm. the, the minimum requirement of the WHO, up to 85%. Yep. So we're in the higher range. We're tested by the Queensland Scientific and Forensic Labs. Yep. And essentially, we're one of the few non registered companies in Australia that has actually been able to supply. Um, into clinical and non-clinical in Queensland hospitals, which is like really amazing. And mm. shout out to all the guys out there and the front line of that, um, even though we've been really lucky in Australia. And then again, went, all the customers out in the market, um, they had to wait a while because it was taking like four days to fulfill one day's worth of orders. Yeah. Um, but everyone was so patient and it's been really awesome to help our community um, and all the people around Australia as well keep themselves protected. But Absolutely. big shift. Yeah, not wrong. So shifting warehouse, um, Dave Sheldrake has a, is complaining. He's wondering. He's he's now worked out why he couldn't find a single drink of meth, uh, methylated spirits in Ipswich because apparently that's his uh, <laughs> that and orange juice is his is his jam. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should just up his game with what he drinks. But yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, keep people. people yeah, don't drink. drink the germ killer. <laughs> oh, here's this is it right here. There this you is go, the baby. That's the one that's yeah. got the story. And we called it. And we. We, the government actually called us the best looking bloody germ killer on the market. Uh, and, and they're like, how did you make germ, like hand sanitizer sexy? And it's just a part of our, our um, product range as well. And it's cool because it aligns with everything we do. It yep. fits in with all the other products. It's a main, it's a, a core range for us now, which we can provide to not only our customers mm-hmm. use it day to day, but also barbershops. Um, we've got into pharmacies now. Obviously we're, continuous supply of the government yep. and then our overseas distributors as well because I know they're hurting pretty hard in Europe yeah, and the course. US as well. So, so this is not good to have Aussie products getting shot oh, out over there. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is not just like a, a quick, do, let's do something and, and, and help out and then it's going away. This is now a, another opportunity for you that, that you see see where it plays out. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, due to all this, like it's going to be a, a part of mainstream stuff and mm-hmm. like even a lot of people – uh, a lot of other companies who just like were great. Like there's a lot of distilleries that um, came to market with this, which is cool because they'll be able to provide ethanol, but yep. they're always going to go back to their, their main consumption alcohol. Um, we're in cosmetics and hygiene essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really extension for us, but uh, not a too far of a stretch for us. Yep. Um, but I think moving forward, it's going to be a core range and we've just got, like barbers need to have it at every station because dealing with people's faces and stuff. And sure. um, if it continues to spread, so that's going to be a really essential part of business there. Mm. And again, um, even at the in the range and stuff, like the fact that our product is in a bloody hospital, 
looking after doctors just completely blows my mind because two months ago I would never in my wildest dreams thought we were making a hand sanitizer mm. just like seven years ago I didn't think I'd be making a beard product and two years later I didn't think we'd be making a deodorant like it's, it's all things that our customers have asked for and we've, we've adapted to our market in order mm. to because uh, if the market doesn't want it yeah. you're not going to have it and um, yeah it's, it's been a pretty amazing ride yeah, that's phenomenal. And you said you, you've you've hired new staff uh, during this process, which no doubt is a, is a welcomed uh, change for for many. Yeah. yeah, everyone's been firing, and we were just so fortunate we could we could hire. So mm. they're only casuals. Um, however, we, we've got a cu- couple of them intended to be um, permit in the long long run over the next six to twelve months, oh, um, which is really exciting. And again, like I have friends in business who had to fire like thirty people in one day. And the fact that we can hire like ten people in a week, um, and and offset their income until they either their job comes back yes. or whatever, it's been really awesome to do. Oh, yeah, that's it. Even if it's only temporary, just for this period of time, that's that's awesome. If you can continue some of that growth, that's that's magic. What what is also yeah. magic, Luke, is is the fact that and and this is how it came up, I think, from Chris was that you put on a videographer not knowing any of this just to create content <laughs> for your business or, or to yeah. potentially do a documentary, but was it just to build content and build social side of things initially? Yeah. So Hayden, he's been with us. I hope he's bloody listening. I don't know. He's, he's probably <laughs> chilling out tonight. Uh, he should be recording this as well. Um, but anyway, we um, put towards end of last year, I think it was about September. I was mm-hmm. looking for a videographer because uh, in the way business is going these days, it's all about content and not so much just creating content for the sake of it. Like we, we don't do a post every day. If it's not relevant, we're not yep. going to fucking do it because you have to. It's like yep. we want to be able to inform our customer and give valuable content or information that's interesting. And if we don't do a couple of days of posting and then we post something, we want our customer to be like, holy shit, that looks awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, we put Hayden on in September last year mm-hmm. and he's um, he's – a phenomenal videographer and um, he's just been capturing not only behind the scenes and cool content and documenting things in long form, yep. uh, but also like putting together our product shots and like informational content about our products. And we're trying to obviously build our YouTube presence as well. Uh, and it's because like the way I see business now is you're either an entertainer or an educator. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're doing one of those two things, for your customers, you're going to engage them and hopefully do both. Mm. Um, and if you're not doing that, then you're fucking done. Like it's, it, the world's changing with business. And again, if you just think you build a website and people will come or you've got, you're just relying on a great product, uh, but it's got shitty packaging. People aren't going to buy it. You can have the best packaging in the world mm. and a shitty product. People aren't going to buy once. So it's about everything, like really actually caring about your customers and, and get them into your life, just like you've been doing with your podcast, eh? just building that community um, of like-minded people. Our products aren't for everyone, yep. um, but the people who resonate with them, we love them and love speaking with them. We're so appreciative of them, and, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love it. Gives yeah. me goosebumps. <laughs> awesome, mate. That's, it's awesome to see someone so passionate about their industry, their business, and what they do. That's that's really uh, critical. Uh, absolutely. And so, and, and phenomenal that um, you will have this whole journey. Oh, like, I can't wait to see this documentary, assuming that is what you do with it. And if you're not doing that, yeah. you're mad. But yeah, just- Hayden's put, I think there's, um, I think he is, he's almost done, but he's got a trailer out. 
Yeah, right. It's called balls to the wall because <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> but just just the 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 um oh the the amazing not I can't say foresight because you didn't see it coming per se, but just a, the 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 magic of having someone there because of where your business was headed anyway to then capture that entire yeah. process. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. So um yeah, I look look forward yeah. to seeing how that and and no it's, doubt the, the the challenging decisions that were made and the stupidly late nights. Um, that we uh, oh yeah, we all and go it's, it's pretty funny. Like some of the things we've done, and even looking back on the stuff I've seen that Hayden's been in cutting and stuff, mm-hmm. and like uh, one minute, like I think there's one point I actually cried because I was so overwhelmed at like that we are working with like people like the government and and these big companies to be able to help the community, and I was just like, holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty, it's insane, man, yeah. insane. Nice, mate. Nice, and um, and I just I have been um looking through some of the the products that you've had on online. Um, oh yeah, we're just getting the, the question: what sort of men's grooming products you're making stuff? We're, we're about to yeah. about to get into that. Good timing on that conservative sniper hunter. Well done. Um, but you you clearly you 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 have a heart bigger than just for for money and business and stuff because I'm seeing here that you did the um fire relief beard oil. And I was yeah, going through 100%. it, going, oh, good, good on them, they're, you know, making a product, trying to help out. And then I, I read on here, where did I see it? Um, 100% of the dollar sale value. Like every single cent of the $100 yeah. price is donated. So this is not like a well, we give 5%. It pissed me off. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, we're going to donate all profits. I'm like, you're still fucking profiting, mate. Like, and you're taking advantage of someone's unfortunate situation. So for me, it was donating. So the the Red Cross, um, we got behind them mm-hmm. and we got our label supplier, Ultra Labels, to give them a shout out. They um, w- supplied the labels free of charge to us and then we donated the bottles, the labor and all of the raw ingredients. And again, you can see it from our website, our products aren't cheap. Yeah. And so we, um, and for this one, I didn't know how it was going to be accepted in the community yep. because literally we made smoky bushfire. It literally <laughs> smells like you're sitting around a bushfire and we've added a bit of oud wood to it just to make yep. um, uh, it smell a little bit mm-hmm. like nice instead of just smelling like a campfire. Um, <laughs> and it, it was meant to be like if you donate $100, you're going to get something back for free yep. and it's to commemorate. It was more of a gimmick just to commemorate and that was our part of it. And then – um, we raised uh, about $5,000 out of the 50, because we only made 500 of them all individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a, a thing with Australia Cross not donating all the money to the fire relief. And as soon as that happened, everything stopped, Yeah. Um, which I was totally with as well because it was pretty disappointing. Mm. Um, uh, so, yeah, we've still got them for sale and we're just um, holding on in a, in a special trust account essentially any of the extra bottles that are being sold. Uh, and we're going to essentially go down to some of those regions after it's all done because like that happened. And then the fucking COVID-19 yeah, no. and everyone's forgotten about those fire. <laughs> the guys have been affected by the fire yep. and all the firefighters and what they saw and uh, all the people lost their homes and uh, all, all everywhere. Mm. And so you're going to try and go down there and document it as well and actually give money um, yep. like to directly to these people and get their story on it as well um because yeah it's it's 
Yeah. Good. It's the right thing to do. Absolutely, Matt. I just I've got the image up there of of the uh, fire fire relief uh, one. And yeah, I was just yeah, when I was having a look before. I'm like, oh man, it's not it's not a hundred percent of profits. That is a, a hundred hundred. Yeah, that's, things cost a yeah. hundred bucks. All one hundred dollars went yeah, to it. That's, yeah, that's that's so, that's uh, and we're right? copping the GST on it. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but again, yeah, it was yeah. a donation, so yeah, everything's gone. And and it was really nice to make that commitment to as well. And and the people who did buy it, like some of our hardcore customers, they're like. Why did you make a smoky bushfire smell? <laughs> like I'm not going to use this all the time. I thought it was going to smell way different um, because of some of the other ones are so uh, nice smelling. And I was like, it was just to commemorate and just have something yep. on the wall to commemorate that point in time. And we've got it all, all on the side of the product, like a little um, a blurb about the commemorating and shout out to all the fly fighters and, and first responders and all that type of stuff. It was just a bit of fun Australia colloquialism. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And and so I'm just having a look here. The uh, limited edition tobacco and vanilla beard oil. That's that's uh, that's cool. Um, like I, I've noticed that a lot of your um, a lot of it isn't is quite uh, blokey. I guess it's not. Uh, yeah. Often you see with beard oil and beard balms and stuff. There, you're like, I don't really want that that close to my face. Like I'm not yeah. really that keen. But this sort of stuff, you go, yeah, I can I can get around that. That sounds uh, that sounds. Yeah. Cool. We, which like the whole concept. Whoa! Did I just play music? I, I, I'm not dancing yet, music. so okay. All right, well, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, no, it was the whole thing was with all their products is when we started like the because essentially we're in the cosmetic industry um, mm-hmm. by industry, and it had through the early 2000s, etc. It was super feminized. You had shows like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and all this stuff just feminizing the fuck out of male grooming. Mm-hmm. But you go back 100 years uh, yeah. or even 200 years, everyone is wearing a beautiful hat, beautiful coat. Um, their beard is immaculate. If you had a beard 200 to 100 years ago, you were extremely wealthy because it takes a lot of time to keep your beard in an impeccable shape. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and nice. then uh, it was funny because I'd be up against these old boys like because uh, I love Jeeps. Uh, I have uh, quite a collection of Jeeps, old Jeeps, and I had a, a big uh, JK that I had tricked out. And um, I just love going to places that no one else can go yep. uh, and not breaking. Like I built them so they, they didn't break. Oh, okay. and, that's, um, that's rare for I, Jeeps. I, I, <laughs> just empty every pocket, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I literally just wanted to bring some masculinity back into the grooming world. Mm-hmm. And uh, like along with that, there was a res- as not long after we popped up, the resurgence of barbershops came back, mm-hmm. which is the second oldest profession in the world apart from prostitution. So um, like literally it's just, it, it was this nice cycle um, and we got to make guys look and feel good about themselves. So they can, we like to say, go out and get laid. Um <laughs> Uh, cause you know, if you're not looking good and smelling good, your missus probably isn't going to pay any attention to, um, but making it masculine cause mm-hmm. there's been so much masculinity bashing in the community the last, even last two years, yeah. the last 10. And so we're trying to make men be proud again, have our purpose, look and feel good. Cause when you look and you feel good, you can go out and you're confident you can talk to people. You want to go for that job. You go, you'll go get it because you're confident enough. If you want, if you want that girl, if you if you want that guy, if you're that inclined, like it's just whatever you want to do, you can do if you're feeling good and you're looking good and you take pride in yourself. And it, like I know, even the last couple of weeks, people were just stuck at home and 
they've lost that routine of getting groomed out in the morning. Yeah. They feel like shit after lunch. It's, it's that thing. But if you hop on the morning, you fuck, you know, when you put a suit on, you go into a ball and you're like, fuck, I'm good. Like, it's really cool. That feeling. So that's what we want to inspire with our products and, yeah. and have that feeling like this is taken from the alcohol industry. Mm. So when you're at a bar, and you're drinking a beer and you're like, oh yeah, what are you drinking? And you see someone, they've got a specific beer in their hand. Mm-hmm. It's literally um, uh, signaling, social signaling. They're like, oh, I'm drinking this beer mm-hmm. right? or I'm drinking that beer. And you make an assessment on that person based on what beer they're drinking because it's, it's an ad for yep. what you are. Yep. And so if you go and you go, how, how do you like that beer? Or you're like, why the fuck are you drinking that, mate? And blah, blah, blah. But it's a, it's a social signal. So we want to make a product that, because a lot of women buy their, their partners or boyfriend's products and it's pretty much very feminine looking packaging and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And we want to have you open up your wet pack if you're camping or if you're on a hunt mm-hmm. or on a fishing trip with your mates and you open it up and they're like, what the fuck is that? That it looks <laughs> awesome. And so that's what we want to inspire in our packaging sure. and then have the ingredients in that that were, number one, made in Australia because, mm-hmm. again, that's another reason why we were able to pivot yeah, because we beat um, during this whole thing because we beat people, multinational companies. We supplied the hospitals before multinational companies did because everything comes from China and they yeah. bottled it in Australia and they said it was made in Australia. And we were able to do everything in house because we had the right equipment. Yeah, we had the right knowledge to be able to create the formula. And again, it was just be able to man- like GDP, gross domestic like production. <laughs> And we're not producing shit at the moment because it's yeah. being shifted around everywhere. Mm. So that that's the whole got a bit off track there, but anyway, uh, we're, <laughs> vanilla we're, and vanilla and uh, tobacco, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we just want to make products, man, that are really yeah. good quality, love made it. in Australia, and just make men feel good. So when you whip it out of your bag, everyone's like, you're proud of it, you know. Mm. Mm, I love it. So we're getting a bunch of requests in the um, in the chat. Are you familiar with G96 or Hoppies 9 gun cleaning products? Uh, I've heard of G96. Is that in a spray can? Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, black, yeah, uh, black and yellow. Actually, yep. 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 We, I we, got a, a can a couple of weeks ago. There you go. When I bought up big on ammo before they put the restrictions in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The, uh, there, is, there, are, there are many requests for G96 beard oil. <laughs> Which could be Ooh. a very unique, Ooh. unique market, but um, you'll get some, uh, you'll get some shooters that'll buy that one for sure. That's interesting. <laughs> we'll have to play around with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe I'm going to write down for real. Write, write that down. Uh, there, there could be some collaboration yeah. work going on in there with the the firearms industry. I, uh, I think yeah, that'd yeah, be good fun. Yeah, I don't know how many girlfriends will be in for that one, but uh, you know, it's all right. You'll you'll get respect <laughs> when you go go to the range. Market it as rangewear. <laughs> rangewear. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. So good. Yeah, take care of your beard and your gun. Yeah, multi-purpose. Yeah. Done. Done. Yeah. Another, another That's market. a tagline right there. We're done. We're, we're in. Well, we better close this chat down and go start working on the new label. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, mate. Now, speaking of new products that are perhaps a little bit further along the development path than G96 beard oil, but stay tuned, yeah. uh, is the yeah. distillery side of things. Yeah. Where, now, obviously, you've got a background in in the um, in the booze world, and yeah, yeah, and you, you you deal with bottling and doing all that sort of stuff. Now, what's what's the plan there? Um, so it's basically to offset the for me it was offset the risk 
Um, I, I love the alcohol industry. Um, I, I've already started and exited out of a, another distillery in Brisbane. Um, so I, um, I didn't think I'd be starting one so soon mm-hmm. um, again after I exited that. But there was just an opportunity um, to get back in and reassess the market as well. So in the future, to be able to not rely, and again, it came back down to not relying on someone else to be able to provide me ethanol for our germ killer because yep. I'm, I'm a hunter-gatherer. Where can I get this from? I'm hunting that. Yep. So I don't want anyone to look to be able to provide for me. I'm going to provide for myself if I need to. So mm-hmm. that was the first point of call. So we're going through all the licensing process. It's, it's quite a long task to actually set up a distillery. Um, cause there's a lot of licensing involved and like, um, it was pretty similar to applying for a gun license essentially. Okay. Um, and, and then it's, it's very, very expensive as well. So, um, yep. where we've got a still, uh, one of the largest stills in Queensland, um, being built so mm-hmm. pure copper steel. So it's an Australian made steel as well, which is awesome. Yep. A lot of stuff comes over from China again. Um, and where we're planning over the next six months um, and we'll have the Bitter Chap Gin Distillery. And so um, we're going to, because again, I'm a massive rum person. That was what my old um, distillery was and all my mates drink rum. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, and I never really got into gin and then I started experimenting with it um, probably a month or two ago and um, really, really enjoyed because of my background in the wine industry as well. Yep. So gins are like really complex and botanicals. But for me, a gin was a woman's drink. That was like, again, this whole thing was trying to re-masculate a drink that for hundreds of years is sessionable. So you have, that's the, that's the test. Okay. So you've got to sit down with your mates and have a session. And if you can't have a session on it, yep. then I don't want to, I don't want it in my portfolio. So I'll just, essentially I'll just we're going to dr- put it out there, Luke, if you need some testing done on that there. I mean, I'm sure you've got plenty of offers, but uh, we, <laughs> you know, we, we've, we've got matches and there's generally a good amount of people there and uh, sessions are required. Well, we, so. need, we, need, we need good uh, good primer research, that's yeah, for that's, sure. That's right. That's yeah, that's right. We, we can write up documents do. or, or document it or whatever yeah. need be done. You know, we're not, not getting yeah, you, can just do it on, you can do an unboxing on, on uh, <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. So, but, yeah, we just want to make, like, again, it's going to kind of keep in line with the range that we've got in our beer products. So, like, beautiful amber bottle, mm-hmm. show, proud to show off. And we're going to have only – we're going to, only going to make six gins. Um, we're only going to use six botanicals to make up each of those gins. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, uh, like, a, a couple that are classic and a couple of, like, Australian-style gins. So, like, um, using local natives, um, we're, we're working with um, uh, some really cool, like, Indigenous – um, companies that are going to be able to provide really awesome botanicals from that. And, um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. But, again, it's a long process. Um, so I'll keep you keep you posted. Um, but we're at the moment we're just doing a lot of R&D, yep. um, which is pretty fun, and um, hiring a master distiller uh, and just going through the licensing process and, and finding out the best water, uh, the best botanicals. So when you taste it, you're like, fuck that. I, I want someone to taste gin who's never tasted gin before and go, fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> and like, I had my first my first gin and coke last night and I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is awesome. So yeah. uh, that's what I want people to feel like that and, and be proud and not and that kind of way as well. But we're mm-hmm. super excited for that. 
and uh, and the the synergy between the bearded chap and the grooming products and the bearded chap distillery distilling co is so awesome because again you're sitting in a barbershop want to have a drink awesome uh you had a bar mm. all that type of thing you're sitting around a campfire blah, blah blah like it's just it's so much fun we love it yeah nice it's, it's certainly uh certainly developing that lifestyle around and catering for uh, for many uh options there i was i was going to say a, a, a reasonable amount of your uh, market actually female not obviously for wearing the product but for buying the product yeah yeah 100 percent um so, uh, especially obviously the gift giving yeah. um, seasons, uh, and also with this germ killer because they're obviously the ones who are being sensible. Us blokes, uh, not that sensible and a bit grub sometimes. <laughs> what do you so, mean sometimes? But yeah, I know, right? Uh, but uh, things like our deodorant, mm-hmm. they almost uh, there's so many women who buy our deodorant for their partners yep. because. Our, our product doesn't have aluminium in it. So aluminium, is a, uh, for those who don't know, it's a massive, um, it's a very bad chemical to put in your body. Blocks up, it stops you from sweating, yep. which is bad in itself, but also um, has been linked highly to lympho cancer, lymph cancer. I, Sarah's going to kill me, I don't know that name. Um, and also, like, you know, if you're wearing a black shirt for work, whatever, and you get these white, hard, Yep. Pit stains. Yep. Well, you don't get that with our product, uh, and it and it fucking works because otherwise, uh, the first, the first version 1.0 did not work, and I stopped using it. And if I'm not using my own product, how the fuck can I sell it to yeah. someone? So we went back to the drawing board, and uh, our deodorant works now. And and you think about deodorant. Once you buy, once you find a good deodorant, you just you yep. use it. That's it. Life. Yeah, and and so we, we've got a lot of people, and then the funny thing is that the women start using it as well because it smells so good. Yeah, right. Uh, which is really fun. <laughs> is that what you were getting at with the ladies buying our products? Or <laughs> maybe eventually that's where we were going. I mean, no, my my, uh, we were looking at it before with my wife, and she uh, she looked up that she was looking at the deodorant because she's uh, quite, as as you point out, you know they're usually a little bit more aware of some of the stuff that probably shouldn't be uh, be putting on the on the body and uh, she's like yeah. oh, that that looks good you should get some of that so i'm i'm, I'm going to be getting some of that <laughs> that'll go in with the uh, tobacco we'll, and, we'll hook you uh, up and, and v- some, yeah. vanilla thing that'll be uh, that'll be good man that'll be good so um is part of your uh, you said t- pushing more into regional areas is this like a a, a two t- like You've also now we're not shaking hands for now, but oh, we're germ killer on there and shaking hands. I still and, shake hands, yeah, exactly. <laughs> enough of that, and um, and but yeah, might might get some really good opportunities for for some hunting locations. Yeah, exactly, because it's uh, again, you go out into regional communities now, and they're very protective because that, like, at core, mm-hmm. most shooters and hunters are really respectful. Where where good people were considered really like ethical people as well. But there's that 10% or even the 1% that fuck it up and they can have a bad experience. And and so especially in the regional community I've found, they, especially if you're a city slicker, Mm -hmm. they're very hesitant to um, let you onto properties as well Mm. Um, because it's a privilege. It's it's especially when you're walking on someone's land and we, we also hopefully add value for that farmer Mm-hmm. or that landholder in regards to inspecting cattle or checking fences because our country's so vast. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely um, – I hope through that 
that travel that we do do because we will go out face to face. Like this is how much we invest in our customers. Go face to face and train them, and they've never even seen a rep from any comp like any company, and these are global companies as well. Yeah, ever. Yeah, and so the fact that we're telling them we're coming out there, like we've been at, I've been out to Birdsville twice with the alcohol industry, mm-hmm. um, but I'm planning on going out there, and we want to do stuff out there because it's it's so much fun, and they get to have that real cool experience. You get to meet awesome people, and then again, if there's an opportunity to hunt, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, happy days, absolutely, mate, absolutely. And so uh, you were you were talking, it- sorry. So I was going to ask you a question because I, I just remember I actually went out to a mate's property over um, New Year okay. and I went for a duck hunt. Yeah, yeah. But I was going to say, when, when was the last hunt you went on and, and what did you hunt? Good question, mate. Good question. <laughs> ever ever <laughs> since uh, ever since we delved <laughs> right. into the um, into the, the, the PRS world, the, the hunting um, has been few and far between. I reckon the last I reckon the last trip that I'm I'm consciously aware of was um we we went spotlighting one night um and I I only had my comp gun with me and uh, and only had comp ammo uh, which is not the best hunting ammo so everything basically had to be a headshot it's, it's NATO ammo isn't it <laughs> not not quite but um everything uh, everything had to be a headshot which is which is good and I think we nailed. Uh, ten foxes and a cat that night, um, which I was very, uh, very hoped with, have, happy with, and uh, I think, um, I think I'm, I think I was the only one actually shooting. The other guys were driving and spotting and stuff. So um, that was, but that we're going back too far now, uh, Luke, because um, yeah, we've we've spent way too much time setting up clubs and setting up the, the PRS matches and stuff like that. But hunting is uh, yeah. something I certainly want to. Um, Delve back into, um, but as as you well, know, here's another question: What's yep. your ultimate hunt? Your ultimate hunt anywhere in the world, any species, the, one, and what rifle or what big, what caliber would one, you use to shoot it with? One big question for you then: uh, Yeah, can I choose my fitness level? Like magically choose my fitness level? You, you were like GI Joe, jacked, <laughs> running through like commando style. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would be fuel, it would be uh, up in the 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 um that amazing area in New Zealand um where they've got uh, if you've seen photos or, or images of it where um you have to get your um you have to get balloted out uh on the uh, to get areas on there and yep. they shoot tar and they shoot a couple other things but just that and you usually get dropped in by a chopper and just the, yep. the locations are incredible. I think if if I yeah. had if I had the, the time to well if I chose to make the time to develop the fitness to do all of those things, um, nice lightweight but a capable long range uh, long range gun, um, and then be able to go and do that uh, over in New Zealand, I think would be a phenomenal experience. Even even if you saw nothing, got nothing, just the location would be amazing. Part of the adventure, eh? Yeah, yeah. And the other one, the other one would have been. Um, pig hunting in Texas, but I managed to do that last year. So, <laughs> oh, amazing! Um, How good. That, My that, brother-in-law is he, a U.S. Navy officer from Texas, so I'm yep. going to go over there yeah, and nice. uh, get some pigs with him. Actually, that might have been my last hunting trip. Was uh, was while we we're in Texas and uh, and shot hogs um, with not not vision scopes. Filmed all semis uh, on uh, AR. Yeah, uh, this is why I film everything, so I don't have to remember the details of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one was a two to three. One might have been a Grendel, um, but I, 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 it was. Uh, are you familiar with the brand Magneto Speed at all? Um, they do the chronographs no. and chronographs that sort of. 
Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so with um, Ivan, who's uh, one of the, the, the guys there, uh, he took us out hunting on, on the, the Magneto How speed good. block, and it was phenomenal. So I don't know what, don't I can't remember what guns we used, but we uh, we, uh, we filmed it, and then we sat around the The pigs fire. are pro prolific over there, though. They're crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they like Kool-Aid as well. They like to drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, so <laughs> that was a really good way to bring it in. So, yeah. I that look, is uh, so funny. I look forward to uh, to to getting out at some point, but uh, we we've got a bit more work to do in in growing the uh, the the precision rifle community and stuff before we can spend all the time hunting again. So uh, I used I I did get yeah. a, a good fix in when we were a couple of years ago before we sort of kicked off our own our own projects. Um, we were hunting myself and Dutchie, who I do a podcast with. We were hunting okay. uh, about thirty times a year. Would be we were oh my pretty God. much every second weekend we were away. Um, and uh, this is pre-kids as as well. Um, yeah. so we <laughs> I was were, like, <laughs> yeah. that is baller. <laughs> <laughs> so we were out uh, shooting a huge, we had we had root contracts and we had just go out for foxes and stuff like that. And and so we, we'd, we'd get all the roos done in like 45 minutes because there were so, um, so many of them. And then we'd spend the next like four wow. hours just trying to chase this one fox or try and, you know, because there's only one fox on the entire property. <laughs> but, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was good fun. Um, so I, I I, I did a lot back then, um, and uh, we'll get back to that that point That's in amazing. life one day. But yeah, yeah, so hell yeah, that was good. But I'm, I'm gonna you, you're asking questions before about the type of shooting that we do, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a little video of the of the stuff we do because uh, if you're out out in Brisbane, for anyone who is watching in Queensland, um, there are about four clubs that hopefully soon will be back up and running, and not too far away they'll be running comps again uh, for anyone who does want to yeah. get a precision rifle because uh, a really good opportunity to be uh, to be out there. Uh, Sheldrake's complaining he hasn't been hunting in seven or eight years. Well, oh my god! Um, when you when you're back into it, well, when when the world opens up again, mate, go go and make a weekend of it. Go and go and do it. Bro. I think they actually opened up uh, hunting and shooting in Mel Victoria and New South Wales in the last week. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot's coming back, which is which is good because mm. some of the things that, that that lockdown was ridiculous, as you you alluded to before about about Queensland banning firearms and, and ammunition sales for stupid reasons and yeah it was uh, extremely yeah disappointing luckily it got repealed yeah in, yeah. in queensland anyway queensland was a it was a fascinating one because it sort of it just they put it in and then like edge back edge back edge back edge back very quietly uh to the point now where, where i believe it's all all open as of it's absolutely fine week. yeah yeah absolutely fine yeah they got smacked on the wrist because mm. people uh, and I'm sure you're a lot of regional customers out there as well, but people just don't understand how big Queensland is as well. Because oh, uh, I've done a lot of outback stuff, but yeah. you can drive because I've done this both of these times. So you can drive from Brisbane to Melbourne mm -hmm. in 21 hours. Yep. And you're you've gone through Queensland, New South Wales, and Victoria. Yep. You can drive from Brisbane to Birdsville, and you're still in Queensland. It takes about 27 hours, and that's not doing the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and you're literally still in the same state and yep. you look at on a map how wide Queensland is versus how long it is. And I think I'm pretty sure that Queensland has the longest or the most amount of roads out of any state. No, oh, there's no dirt no. management. That's a weird flex, mate, but okay, whatever makes you feel better, Luke. That's uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all good, man. Interesting facts. <laughs> Interesting facts for sure, man. For sure. So, um, in wrapping up, mate, how can people find you and check out the the beard stuff and and uh, stay tuned to all the uh, distillery sort of projects? 
Where can they track you down? Yeah, cool. Um, well, if you want to find me personally and get my hunting and stuff, um, it's at Lukey Swenson. Yep. Um, if you want to follow um, our uh, The Bearded Chap, it's The Bearded Chap on everything yep. across all social media. Um, so keep up to date with all the stuff we're doing. And the distillery is The Bearded Chap Distilling Co. Um, uh, only on Instagram at the moment because we're obviously pretty early stages. So. Sure. But yeah, um, hopefully if you find anything you like, Love to have you as a customer. If there's any questions you have, please hit us up. Yeah. And um, hopefully on my social, you'll see some, uh, I think if you flick through, you'll see a picture of my goat that I got that time yep. and a few of my uh, firearms. But uh, yeah, awesome. hopefully you see a few more of that pretty soon as well. Absolutely. And guys, if you're watching, thebeardedchap.com is where you can, and not .com.au as, That's I, right. as I sent the no, first email com. to. The global. Um, yeah, that, that was my bad. Um, thebeardedchap.com <laughs> and you can check everything out there and yeah, definitely yeah. worth checking out and supporting supporting a fellow shooter and uh, someone who is also uh, able to uh, have have employed more people in the last few in the last couple of months uh, where where everything else has gone backwards for many others so uh looking um Congratulations for what's happened and, and the way you've been able to sort of pivot your business Thanks, and no man. doubt I'm excited to see what happens in future with the distillery and all sorts of things and keep shooting, keep hunting and no doubt at some point we will uh, connect on that level and uh, go out for a shoot together one day. Yeah, I'll try and get down to SA to visit you and uh, and Chris in the next six months at least if we're allowed to cross borders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be up hopefully in uh, in Queensland by the end of the year for a uh, PRS match for the same reasons. If, if everything goes smoothly, we uh, we have a match. Uh, Booked in for Biggerton. We was booked in for Biggerton uh, in a couple of weeks, but clearly that ain't going to happen. But anyway, yeah. well, let me know and we'll see if, if we can support you in any way. It'd be yeah. great to get out there and yeah. help support you guys as well. Get around and get into it. Fantastic, mate. Well, thanks for uh, for sticking yeah. around, and uh, we uh, we wish you thanks all the best, me. and we'll, we'll no doubt talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rusty, for having me. Cheers, man. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Heaps for watching, mate. and um and. Uh, yeah, ma massive, uh, massive week this week. Tomorrow night, Steve Hurd is on board, and uh, Tiff, uh, Tiff due on Friday night. Looking forward to that. Sunday night, I think uh, Ben Jarrett's got something planned, and then we'll wrap up with the Team Impact catch up and the final show with Andy Little uh, on Monday night. And make sure you're around for that one there. Uh, and if you're wanting to hang out on Zoom, we will be over there shortly, and uh, details will be in the um, on the end of the show and we'll chuck them in the chat right now but thanks heaps for watching and uh, look forward to uh, seeing some G96 beard oil in the, in the future at some point cheers guys, have a good one